welcome to the Ascend Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Chris Hopper. And I'm Dan Harrison. Each week we delve deep with some of the brightest and most forward thinking, out of the box minds in health, consciousness, mindset, and spirituality. This show inspires our listeners to improve their body and mind, and our intention is to fuse and lock the conscious warrior and shift the balance in the current paradigm. Then bickering over small small things, then ultimately getting divided. And I think that's a really important message for people out there, particularly who are already awake, who are in this sort of truth movement, to remind us, like, hey, we're on the same theory, same team here, guys. If the people fighting with each other on our level could only understand and take that energy and apply it to the system that is controlling them, then the system that is controlling them would be shaking in their boots. I'm not successful necessarily by definition, by what American standards tell me. I'm not a millionaire, uh, but I'm really successful in life. And it all really kicked in once I stepped into this path of truth. For some reason, you know, we're, we're drawn to people in our lives and we like forming partnerships in this life. And if you can travel down that rabbit hole with somebody else, like Benny and I have been doing for years, that way you always have someone to talk to so you feel sane <laughs> that's a good thing and it really you know you can do it on your own but you got someone on your side with you um it's going to make that journey a lot uh, a lot smoother hey what is up everyone in this episode of the send podcast we're joined by co-creators of the sketch comedy troupe joy camp benny wills and kevin kilstelnik we talk about conscious comedy and the motivation to speak truth through comedy, both within the comedy and the alternative media. We covered a lot of ground during this conversation, with topics ranging from audience reactions, criticisms, the state of comedy and the future of comedy. We even asked them, has there been any topics that they've been scared to touch on in their videos? We discussed our mutual love and respect for Bill Hicks. And we even got into discussing how YouTube has been tampering with their videos on YouTube. And even in some cases, YouTube has been taking down their videos completely. There is actually a famous quote by Oscar Wilde. And it says, if you want to tell people the truth, make them laugh. Otherwise, they'll kill you. And I know you guys are going to love this episode. But before we jump with this podcast, also please don't forget to leave a review of the podcast. And just let us know what you think. And also, just before we dive into this podcast with Kevin and Benny, we need to sort out some quick business. So I'd just like to say thank you to our new sponsors of the podcast. And without these guys, we really couldn't have our freedom. iPhone 5 NSA is the best surveillance device to date. It is a meticulously designed tracker, recorder, and data collector. Every single government agency, authority, and police officer has been considered to make sure iPhone 5 NSA can keep you safe and protect your freedom. This care, this consideration, it extends to how we collect information pertaining to you and everyone you know. And it's what led us to create Touch ID, the largest name-to-fingerprint database in the world. Touch ID defines the next step of how we use your iPhone. With just a touch of your home button, Touch ID reads your fingerprint so you can collect the latest apps or purchase shiny new Apple products 
while we track your location through GPS and transmit data back to corporations and government. Our employees are literally working around the clock, in some cases 12 hours a day, six days a week, to assemble each iPhone 5 NSA individually. And now we require all of them to sign an anti-suicide pledge to ensure our production meets your, the consumer's, demand. And just in case that doesn't work, we've installed suicide nets all along the perimeter of our 24-to-a-room dormitories to gently catch even the most demoralized and broken-down souls and safely return them to the workplace so there's enough iPhones for you and your entire family. iPhone 5 NSA uses speech recognition technology, so you don't have to bother yourself with remembering things or consulting your brain for any information ever again. Just ask it for the time, the day of the week, what your name is, sports scores, anything, really. You can ask it anything. It puts your brain in your hand and into our database. We've also developed what we like to call blackout technology, which allows authorities to block video and photos whenever they feel your security is in danger. For instance, if a political rally is ambushed by a conspiracy theorist demanding answers, the police can black out every phone in the crowd so his questions are never heard or seen by anyone. Reporters, do your job, please! Ask some questions! And once he's silenced and his coordinates are locked in, iPhone 5 NSA takes care of the rest. Just a question, man. How are we supposed to know the truth when we can't even ask a question? It was just a question. That's all it was. iPhone 5 NSA. Aiming to put your freedom in the crosshairs. Plenty more videos where that came from. And don't forget to subscribe to Joy Camp and We Are Change. For your safety. Yeah, how are you hello. doing, man? This is going to be weird because there's like four of us, but it's going to still kick ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, hey. where, where are you guys at, actually? We're in Los Angeles. Oh, cool. Yeah. A lot nicer, lot nicer than here, then. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, that's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it how the comedy starts already. <laughs> we're, in a, we're in dying Rome over here. Yeah. The collapse of the empire. Well, yeah. we're in the pre-exit stage now, so yeah, we're right. seeing part of the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, how, how are you guys doing? Are you okay? Yeah, we're great. Yeah, doing well. Yeah. Ah, cool. How about yourselves? Well, guys, uh, since you asked and in tribute to your video, I've been contemplating my own existence in this universe, trying to find out my own place and creating this identity as close as physically possible to my soul, while being so diverse into this idea of the modern world, creating opportunities so I can live a life of peace and harmony, yet still put myself under enough stress that I continue to grow daily, while fighting the internal battle of love and external desires, which mean very little in the place of this existence. But other than that, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> okay. Guys, I absolutely love that video. Brilliant. <laughs>
Cool. Yeah, that was, in, that, was in, that was in tribute tribute to your video, I'm good. I know, I can tell, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, but I, I definitely, I just, I just want to um, start off, though, by saying um, I absolutely like, love what you guys are doing, and um, I really think that what you guys are doing is just so different, and there's, like, there's something that you guys are doing that it does, it really reaches, like, people's minds in a completely different way, and in a way that other stuff doesn't as well. It's just really clever. Thanks. Yeah, well, that's, that's, the, that's the point. I mean, it's... It's a real outlet for us, too, obviously. I mean, it's a way to sort of uh, calm down and sort through all, sort through this mess. And it's, it's amazing that it reaches people like that. Yeah, definitely. Mm, definitely, guys. So, guys, how did the idea of uh, JoyCamp come about? Um, well, uh, it came about from Kevin and mine's awakening, I guess. You know, we... we, we, we decided to take the plunge down the rabbit hole when we were in college together and we continued down that plunge for eight years and started off as activists um, going to peace rallies and I don't know 9-11 rallies and whatnot and it wasn't didn't really fit with uh, who we were it didn't feel right it was the right intention but not the not the most conducive um, execution for us but all the while we were always making jokes about how ridiculous everything we were learning was. And I was an actor and Kevin's a filmmaker and it all made sense. We can combine our truth with our art and create something that really helps people with a sense of humor, which is something that was really lacking in, uh, yeah. uh, in alternative media and, you know, conspiracy, I guess was any kind of, any kind of humor. So we brought that. Mm, cool. So guys, um, right at the early stage of, um, joy camp and you were just like testing the water did you actually realize like this medium could be like a powerful tool in spreading the truth yeah honestly it was almost immediate i think we we um we've been i, I always carry a camera with me everywhere i go since i was little and benny and i were always kind of just goofing around with it um then one day our friend sent us a video that had this sort of conspiracy theme to it and benny and i thought hey let's send one back to him because this is kind of funny so we did our very first video, which was a public service announcement, conspiracy theorist. And after we did that and watched the first cut of it, we knew instantaneously that this was more than just a little friendly thing we were doing with a, with a buddy of ours. So we quickly made a bunch more. We rounded up some friends, made a bunch more. And I think we put like five together before we launched our YouTube You're channel. Six, five or six videos. Yeah. Um, they're all our early ones. So if you go to our channel and you look at the first five or six videos, videos that are uploaded that was the very first thing we ever did with joy camp we spent a few weeks just working the heck out of those and then we decided a launch date and as soon as we put them online and started sending them to people that we had been following for years getting information from literally the response the response was instantaneous and we knew that we had tapped into something we felt like we there was a void that we tapped into and we could see a future ahead of us and filling that void if that makes sense yeah, definitely. There's, def uh, there's definitely a void in it, I think, as well. And but I was wondering, like, how did you, like, guys actually like become like sort of like truth-telling comedians? How did they put that spin on it as well? Yeah, well, it just came from us us laughing about it together. I mean, learning yeah. about how how messed up the world is and how we've been lied to about pretty much everything is pretty devastating and not funny. So Kevin and I luckily had each other to go through it, go through that awakening, and we always were able to say, "Can you believe how ridiculous?" this is and we were able to laugh about it and make jokes about it because you know it is ridiculous and once you're able to laugh at it it stops being so scary so that's yeah. sort of how, how it all happened and 
we I, I don't think we can create work, especially for the camera, that doesn't have a you know a cleverness to it. It's just the who, who we are. I mean, we are people. We are guys who like to laugh. Yeah, and we both kind of had the same idols too. You know, uh, George Carlin growing up, and Bill Hicks. And I think when you pay attention to people like that, they, especially for me, you know, some of the tougher times in my life, I would just turn on a Bill Hicks stand-up and yeah. what would pull me through it, you know, to get to the other side. And to be able to kind of do something similar to that for other people has just been really gratifying and it's kind of what keeps us going. Yeah, definitely. It is. It, it is. It's such a powerful angle because it is helping people. And and what I see as well a lot in a lot of uh, your videos is they're able to reach like um, different audiences and um, reach people as well who would just normally like shrug shrug off this knowledge. Did you Did you guys find that? Yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. We We realized how significant what we were doing could could be. I don't think we've reached our potential yet, but I realized we realized how significant it could be when we saw that the 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 content could reach people that it wouldn't otherwise reach if it wasn't funny. You know, we're dealing with subjects that some people will not touch, don't want to hear about it, and they, they refuse to look at anything that you say about it. But if you're presenting it to them in a, in a funny format, it's almost like, um, you know, throwing, throwing them a curveball. It's like, you know, it's, uh, it's like it's a bait and switch. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think they're just getting yeah. something simple and funny, and then, they're wow, there's this bit of information that in there for them that they wouldn't have looked at otherwise. Yeah, and I think that that was, that's kind of been like our underlying theme in every video that we do, too, is to make something that doesn't divide people. You know, in comedy, such a universal language, that that's what makes it such a powerful tool, because who doesn't like to laugh? You know, maybe, yeah, maybe psychopaths, I guess, but everybody loves to laugh. And so a good example is Benny and I spent a large chunk of time arguing with people about chemtrails, I specifically remember. And then we made Conspiracy Guy, you know, episode one, Chemtrails. And all of a sudden, all the people that I used to argue, you know, loudly <laughs> with, um, now we were laughing together. And all of a sudden, that division, the wa that wall of division was literally broken down with laughter. Yeah. Mm. I think that's so beautiful because you've got to break up this, like, this whole barrier. Like, because people, people in society are afraid to talk about little things, like huge, ident huge things that matter. And they're not really, they're too afraid of, like, Oh, we shouldn't talk about that. But comedy does break it down, and that's why I love it how you guys really do hit like a lot of topics, ranging from many different areas. And I can really see that these videos like really well thought out as well. Yeah, well, we take our time, and we know what we're talking about. I mean, we're not we're we're not just trying to, uh, you know, throw throw our, our name in the hat and ride this ride the coattails of something else. You know, yeah. we we really we do our research. Yeah, definitely. And we also, get, we also try not to. We really try to keep it. Not preachy, you know. We don't want to. We don't want to tell you how to think. You can you can sort of uh, infer where we stand on the subject, but we're not telling you this is the way you need to think about this thing. We're just presenting it in a way that hopefully makes sense and will you know spark something in your brain. Yeah, and our experience has been that people, most people, don't really like to just be told what to think. They like to learn it themselves. So if we set it up in a way we can kind of toe the line and reach both sides of the spectrum um, and let people decide by the end of it. And like Benny said, you kind of know where we stand. We kind of make that sort of clear. <laughs> you, know? you can feel it. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely feel it. But uh, let people make up their own mind how they feel at the end of it. Mm, definitely. Like It's like what I've seen with a lot of your stuff as well, guys. It's like 
is like you get a lot of shares with your material and videos, like which doesn't normally happen with a lot of people. Like things might get like a couple of likes and here and there, but like your stuff gets loads of shares, and I think that what you guys have found like is a really powerful tool. Yeah, well, well, thanks for saying that because we actually feel the opposite in a way. I mean, we we find that our stuff it really, uh, you know, we thought it would have taken off more by now, to be honest. But we actually have caught. Uh, YouTube tampering with our channel. They tamper with our subscriber list and they tamper with our view count. And we have screenshots to prove it. I mean, it's definitely a thing. So, and we've had we've had two videos taken down. Uh, we've had strikes against our account. So we're definitely, you know, we're reaching reaching people that it needs to reach, and we're also reaching people that, that want to shut us down or want to at least curtail momentum for us. Yeah, we had we got two strikes on our channel. Um, not. Well, I guess it was a year or two ago for our award show videos. Um, you guys probably don't even, haven't even seen these videos because they, they're now since removed from our channel, but they were our most popular. Mm. Have, you, yeah, have you seen those videos by chance? Probably not, right? No, actually, I don't have it. No. Yeah, we, we, have, we have a series of videos where Kevin and I present awards. We, we insert ourselves at award shows like the Oscars or the Emmys or the Grammys, and we present awards that don't exist. And they are by far our most popular videos on our yeah. channel, but they, they're all removed now because we are well, really striking a chord. That, that's that's really interesting, isn't it? I, yeah. I tell you what, I would love I would love for you guys to um, if you could like if you'd be able to send them them videos over in a file, it was. Absolutely. And I would love to try. Yeah, I would love to try and share them share them ourselves on our page as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah we we'd put them on our. Um, our YouTube page and on the show notes and all that as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we definitely because we're definitely against all all the crap like that. Yeah, no, it makes you wonder though. Why are they stopping the truth like it in such com- in a, in a realm such as comedy? Yeah, yeah, as well. Well, I think I think one of the reasons why they are stopping you guys is because I think they're understanding that it is such a powerful medium, and that they're probably realizing what you are doing is actually is actually more threatening than what someone like us, like we're doing, recording like an hour-long podcast. Yeah. Because you, you can hit that audience dead quick and fast in a clever way as well. You leave the visual imprint on the mind as well, so they know straight away, like, oh, yeah, that those guys, I can see it, I can picture everything clearly. You can, They can picture it all clearly just because yeah. you have actually give a visual response to it. So it's so much more easy for you guys to leave an impression Whereas someone like me and Dan with our podcast, the listener has to like visualize in their own mind. Right. Right, right, right. Well, this is what, so we've been sort of regrouping uh, the last few months and figuring out what's our next move. So we think that with more, a consistent, uh, a more consistent approach, ideally, the, we'll, we'll, we'll build a momentum that cannot be stopped be, by, uh, by anyone because there is consistent output. So we are, and we're, we're working on two new projects that will be available weekly rather than once in a while, which is what the sketches on our channel are now. They're really We just kind of release them whenever they get done. But we want to have a much simpler format that we can put a lot of ideas into once a week in two different yeah. platforms. Yeah, yeah. Camp 2.0 coming soon. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I do, I think. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. It's all right. Fine. Oh, I said we're taking a page out of... of of the, of the playbooks of people who are really thriving in social media. Um, yeah. So we're, we're, we're creating a, a show for YouTube that's really simple and a podcast that's also very, very simple and seeing if we can really build, build momentum that way. 
Yeah, cool. I think that I think that would be a really good angle. I think it's a really it would be a really good angle for yourselves to like to come from all directions as well. I think that's really good thinking as well. But I, I really do. I think it's a it's an interesting time, and obviously you talked about before about your it getting banned and stuff. But I think it's it's good that you use guys are actually providing this different medium and providing these. I like to call them like quicker bursts of consciousness because. I think we're in this interesting time where, like I said before, some people will consume like a two-hour podcast, but some people kind of watch something like some people kind of watch something longer than five minutes or even less. Yeah, even less, man. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the problem. Five five minutes is pushing it these days. Yeah. Maybe like fifteen seconds and some. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we have, we have a video about that. We have about attention span. At some point, there will just be no attention at all. There will exactly right. People will just be like. If if it lasts longer than a second, like it's that's it's not worth the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but someone actually gave us a really good feedback. Some really good feedback once. They said something like, "You guys." I'm gonna, I'm gonna paraphrase this terribly, but they said something like, "You guys are able to do in three minutes what I what did they say? I can. You guys do in three minutes what I would do with a with a book or something." Yeah. Like, yeah into a three-minute video something like that or like a chapter of a book anyways yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <amazing. laughs> I get it <laughs> yeah yeah I do I think though I, I think it is what you guys are doing though it is like it is a really powerful way of community because I've thought about this you kind of like you can't force people to take on this new information and just completely smash down the paradigm in like a few minutes and that, that's what I used to do as well because a few years back I was obviously in a room of people and I would just be like GMOs, uh, UFOs, conspiracies, things like that. But I think what your videos are doing is it's like a little subtle push and that's what I like about them. Yeah, exactly. That's totally the tactic. Just a little push. Yeah, exactly. Just opening, oh, unlocking the door, opening it a little yeah. bit, and hopefully people walk through it. Yeah. Well, yeah. You make, oh, sorry, guys. You make you're making people think, and that's the best part about it. Yeah. Because as soon as people start thinking, they start thinking in like one area. See about see about chemtrails. Start thinking about chemtrails. Then they start asking, "Where there? What, what's this? What, what else am I missing?" Yeah. And that's what's beautiful about it. And it's also a place for people who are already wide awake to go for to take a break. You know, for them. Oh yeah, definitely. To respite like, for those people, so they can calm down a little bit themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take a load off. Definitely. I mean, so guys, is like, is there any certain videos that you have done which are your favorites? Good question. That is a good question. I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many good memories associated with so many of them. Um, I, I I'm a very big fan of uh our short film called Spare Change. Spare Change. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That one. That one. We spend a lot of time on that one, and. Uh, has a little special place in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a favorite. Uh, I don't. I, I honestly, this is cop out, but I don't think. I don't think I, ha- I could pick a favorite because I can. I can find reasons for so many that I love so much. Our favorite is always the newest one that we're working on. Yeah, because you're right in the moment, and it's fun, and you know we bring our friends together, and we always laugh when we make them, and then we always laugh when we watch the cuts back, and so yeah, it's, it's kind it's, of always the newest it's, one. It's funny. You say that because I was I was about to say my current favorite is I'm good because <laughs> it, it was so personal and it, it went over much better than I thought. I mean, I was it was really just it was a last minute thing we did and I'd had the idea about it and I sort of wrote a stream of consciousness and I memorized it in what twenty minutes before we did it and then we just released it and it was so simple and the response was so nice and people were spending sending me 
personal messages about that video, and it, it was really nice to see that it, uh, it struck a chord and it resonated with people. And so, so therefore, right now, it's currently my favorite video. <laughs> <laughs> so that's even still your currently favorite video, even though I've just like butchered it right at the beginning. <laughs> oh man, but you had that, that that beautiful response to it. <laughs> I, I thought I thought um, ben, you Benny would have said um, the Pizza Hut one. Oh man, you guys saw that. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, funny, man. Yeah, uh, silly. So, so that was yeah, so silly. Pizza yeah. <laughs> Hut. So, guys, oh, sorry, guys. Uh, which one of your videos has, like had the biggest reaction, like before or after the YouTube? <laughs> yeah, yeah, took them off. <laughs> um, probably the award shows, right? I think the award shows. Yeah, when when we. When we put up the first one, it was um, 2014 Academy Awards. Was it 2013? 2013, maybe. Yeah. And we were presenting the award for uh, Best Propaganda. In film. In film. For that yeah. year. And I believe Zero Dark Thirty won. No, no, no. Oh, no, it did. It did. She yes, won, sorry, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Sorry, it did win. It did win. <laughs> and we put that video online, and it had a great response. Um, so we made a few more award show videos, and uh, then I think it was Viacom came after us for copyright material. And we were in the right. We were doing satire. We were doing a parody. We were in the right, but it's you know David versus Goliath uh, legal battles at this point. So in or- we didn't want to lose our channel, so we just took down all of our award show videos because they were just flagging us. And three, three strikes, I think you're out. So right. And we um another award show video that turned out to be our most popular. We did one for the Grammys. And the award was the Illuminati Puppet of the Year, and that one really blew up yeah. for us. And that that one also got taken down. And got, I mean, I tried to fight that one too, and they would not hear of it. They just said, "Nope, you're done." Yeah, I was just, I was just about to say that as well because um, we actually it was about a week ago we actually tried to click on that video because we watched it once and then it went it was a few days later went back and tried to watch it again. Yeah, and we realized it was tucked down, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah we they got. On us because we used uh, more than 20 seconds of an actual clip that was owned by some companies. When Miley Cyrus accepts her her award in the video, we used just a little bit too long of the footage without cutting. Oh my god! And therefore, they found their they found their way in. They got it off and whatever. It's going to be on Vimeo. I mean, we yeah. ha- it's not like people will not have access to it. They just won't be on our YouTube channel. All the views are gone. But whatever. I mean, it's not a, it's not about the views. It's about people seeing it. So yeah. But as far as controversy, that definitely caused the most controversy for us. I think on our end. Yeah, it's, it's, ter- it's absolutely shocking that I think it's terrible. But I, I was wondering, we like, also, guys. Yeah, sorry. Go oh, ahead. Oh, we also made a, a Donald Trump presidential ad. Oh yeah. Oh that, yeah, that was cool. That was so cool. I've seen that. We, we made it a year ago, and we 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 were ahead of the curve. So when you type in, I mean, I was in Sweden recently, and I was showing people some some videos, and I typed in Donald Trump presidential ad to a YouTube search. And it was the first thing that came up. So it's still the first video that comes up when anybody looks up a Donald Trump presidential ad, which is amazing. So that video really blew up for us, too. Yeah, and what's funny is that Donald Trump commercials tend to attract Donald Trump supporters. So, you know, 80% of the comments under that video are from Trump supporters. So if you want to have a good time for about 10 minutes, just scroll through and read some of the comments. (laughs) Comments are almost more entertaining than the video itself. Yeah, I think (laughs) I, w- I, would, I was probably going to say it, but I'm not surprised some of the comments were saying things like, oh, is this not one of um, his actual videos? <laughs> yeah. And don't worry, because um, Hillary is not off of our radar. We are very much going oh, to be yeah. putting out something about Hillary Clinton in the not-too-distant future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. some great content you can pick up, pick up on her, definitely. 
We're gonna skewer her. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're gonna give her a good one. That's for sure. <laughs> That's cool. Guys, I was wondering, like, is there anyone that uh, messaged you, like, said that what you're doing is, like, demeaning or it's terrible for the cause of truth and giving you, like, any criticism? Yeah, we get that. We get, um, we get people, I'd say they're kind of more of, like, the, the info warriors, um, out there, the kind of the, the ones that follow Alex Jones and kind of carry around a lot of anger toward, um, the system. People like that yeah. tend to, you know, any of no sense of humor and people like that tend to find that there isn't a place for comedy in these topics that they're too serious um of nature that they shouldn't be joked about and to joke about them is to do a disservice so we definitely have a little bit of a um resistance in that area yeah not much though but it exists yeah definitely i think alex jones is certainly one of them who he walks around and he's like he says things like devil death die devil death die (laughs) and you've also had i've had a couple people say to me that they it might come across as making fun of conspiracy theorists as well, especially with the conspiracy guy character. This is a, a this is a friend of mine who had that critique, and I thought, you know, perhaps you can interpret it that way. But it's for, for me, it's also making fun of myself. So it's, I'm, right. I'm making fun of myself, and you know, yeah. like a, it's an exaggerated version of me. It's not trying to make fun of conspiracy theorists. It's just me making 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 fun of myself, <laughs> basically. Yeah. I think as well, you, you definitely, you, you, like we, we're the same as well. You're definitely going to get some similar uh, form of criticism from anything that you do. And I think as well, sometimes that's what puts a lot of people off from um, stopping them from ever doing anything because in a way they're scared of negativity. But for me, something I think about is uh, people who are actually just giving you a negative comment. Comment, uh, comment. I like to see it maybe just as like constructive criticism and they're actually just giving you some of the best advice for free. Yeah, yeah, and it's like a chord. I mean, when someone has a someone has such a strong reaction where they feel they have to let us know how they feel about it, then, you know, we're doing our job right. Yeah. The worst, the worst, the worst reaction is indifference. Yeah. And yeah. The, worst, the worst comment we ever got, which was also very funny, was some guy told us that the two of us should be hung in public. <laughs> the worst and also... <laughs> so we, uh, we, um, we went to that guy's YouTube page and he had two subscribers, so we made ourselves our third subscriber to his channel. <laughs> <laughs> We we might go and be fourth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that was close. That's cool. That. So, guys, how do you find like balancing creative videos and being the truth truth warriors to like working in your quote unquote like normal jobs? That's a great question. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons why our work hasn't been more consistent over the past four years because we do have to you know, divide our time and split our focus to stay afloat. And just in a city like Los Angeles, we don't get paid anything to do what we're doing. I mean, we'd have, we get some donations here and there, but none of it, not enough to be able to put anything into our own pockets. So we definitely have been clever in balancing our time. And that's one of the reasons why we want to get more consistent moving forward, because uh, we would like to not have to worry about money in other ways, even if we're making just enough through this to get by, pay the rent, pay the bills, whatever. It'd be it'd be it'd be better than having to go try to find work somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's and that's really been one of our biggest goals jumping into this is uh, you know how can we do this full time all the time because it would be a lot more powerful if we could do that. And you know, like Benny said, we have to divide our time, so we're still working on that. And you know, we have gotten donations in, uh, but like Benny said, it's not enough to to not have to go out and make money to sustain our way of living. 
Yeah, so, definitely. I mean, we just bought our first new camera. We ha- we've had one camera, a Canon T2i, for four and a half years. And, you know, the cameras get outdated very quickly. Uh, yeah. Um, and we got a new one, finally, with our donations. We were able to finally get a new camera. So it kind of gives you an idea of, like, what we've been working with here. Um, but to actually go into the quote-unquote real world and interact yeah. with people on a daily basis. I work in YouTube. I, I'm a writer for a, a, another show on YouTube that's a, a very popular show. Um, and I interact with people every day that are great people. Um, I find most of them are actually pretty open-minded uh, to things. They kind of know that I'm sort of the resident conspiracy theorist in the yeah. workplace. Um, and that's fine. I can joke with it just fine and, and go along with it, even though I really don't like the term conspiracy theorist. Um has such a negative yeah, connotation so these days. Uh, people, yeah, definitely. People use it as an excuse so easily. You know, oh, people just believe in conspiracy theories, and it just uh, kind of rubs you the wrong way. Yeah, right. Um, right you off. Yeah, but uh, I find that I'm able to. I take the same approach that I do with the videos. Um, when I, I let the opportunities present themselves, versus me trying to ram something down somebody's throat. So if I'm in a room with uh, some of my some of my coworkers and a subject comes up, uh, I'll offer a little bit of insight into it and I'll make a joke. Yeah. And I find that people laugh and they might look into it a little bit versus having that very hostile, angry, uh, you're on that side, I'm on this side, when in actuality we're in the same boat. We're on the same team. So I just take very much the same approach in real life that we do in our videos, to be totally honest. Yeah. I think as well when you were talking about the, the putting the putting the the word conspiracy on people's uh, people calling other people conspiracy theorists because I think it's it's other people it's a title that other people put on other people because they're scared and they don't want their like paradigm shifted. Yeah, that's one of the main reasons. Yeah, and it's an easy way to just dismiss somebody who's bringing up a point that challenges their their way of looking at things or something that they hold sacred. And once you say conspiracy theorist, it lumps you into a very general category that is so limiting and you know we're conspiracy there's basically i mean i through this work in particular we know so many people now i mean our international community of open-minded and progressive uh, real progressive not liberal progressive but real progressive people is amazing and the conspiracy theorists with air quotes around conspiracy theorists are the yeah. nicest most heart-centered calm open-minded people i know yeah too true yeah, definitely. Uh, even before, when you guys as well were talking about like um, creating that balance, this is really interesting because, um, like we were saying before, managing the balance and um, like fighting freedom in a way as well and still working in the system is a hard one and it's something that w- goes through our thought process as well because, and we talk about this a lot, don't we? Because, but I think overall we thought about this and I think you've just got to be strong in your mind and you've got to keep pushing forward and We've got to understand, like, both of us really, because it goes for both of us, we've got to just understand the sacrifices that are needed to push, like, a bigger cause that's bigger than ourselves. Yeah, I mean, for the hope for all mankind and life on this planet. Yeah. I mean, we, if, if you're, we're really at a critical point in history, and so much life is in the, it hangs in the balance. We have to devote at least some part of our life to doing good and making sure that, you know, we're, we're trying to leave this world a better place than how we found it because yeah. otherwise we're doing a complete disservice to all humanity and all life that might come after us yeah you have to i mean how uh, you know when i'm when i'm on the internet and i see a, a video pop up it's a gopro video taken in syria by a medical responder and there's bombs exploding around him and he's pulling children out of the street it's like how can i not do something how can i watch that video 
and go back to my regular life without doing something to better things, you know? Mm. I think we all need to, like, we all need to use what we have, what we're saying, to really promote ourselves into being the person who we need to be. And I think that's exactly what you guys do. And like, and like I said, like, like Dan said, like, you, you guys sacrifice your time. And you sacrifice your time, your money. But these sacrifices are just sm- so small in case of the bigger picture, which is impacting society in such a way that is much bigger than money and time. And, like, it's much bigger than yourselves as well. Yeah. I'd much rather look back on my life and say I did the best I possibly could rather than, man, look at this mansion and this fortune I've collected. Yeah. Look at all this. Yeah. Look at all these look trinkets. All these look how many zeros are in my bank account. It's much more important to me to be able to look back on my life and say I did something that I'm proud of that hopefully made a difference or did make a difference. And my grandkids can say thank you, Grandpa. Thank yeah. you for doing <laughs> yeah. what you did. Definitely, I think as well. I think a life um, is unlived, in my opinion. I think if we don't help people, and I, I really think that's the big reason why we are here because we're here to plant them little seeds in people's minds, like like you are doing with your videos, yeah. and it'll cause it will it'll cause this like a uh, domino effect, and it'll cause a ripple effect for um, future generations. And I, I know that obviously you guys are very similar to us, and um, I know that you guys as well. You probably get message off people as well, saying like, "Wow, you've inspired us to do something today, or something like that." But that's amazing, and I think that. That currency or frequency or whatever you want to call it, that's more than any like physical money. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's total fuel. I mean, it's it's so it's so gratifying and it it fills it fills the heart. You know, it's so uh, to get that sort of feedback and people saying thank you. We get we get people thanking us almost every day now, which is yeah, cool, beautiful. It's, it's, it's such it's the reason to keep going. You know that that sort of people reach out in that way. Man, yeah, that's cool. that's all we need to hear to keep going. Yeah, it is. You know, we, you know, all, all the logistical things will figure themselves out. If we got to do something with bare minimum, we'll still get it done as long as it's enough to get it done. So when you get all those messages from people, like it really does stick with you. It carries with you into every single new project that we work on. Yeah. Well, I was wondering, like, what's the best, um, the best message that someone has sent you? Okay. Let's see. Uh, um, man, I, well, I had one a couple of years ago. Well, I think we've, we've had we had a woman tell us once that she didn't la- she hadn't laughed in six years. Oh yeah. Before she found our videos, which is powerful. I had a woman reach out to me once who said she had been completely isolated from her family mm. from because of the way she talked about things, and so she had to and because of her asthma, because of her sensitivity to whatever the air quality where she lives, she had to retreat to this like cabin in a top of a mountain that she was living in isolation and it was the, it was the most she felt I don't know like connected to something or that she wasn't alone was because of our videos and it was a uh, really really yeah, touching oh, and she was so a- she was able to uh, uh, use that same video that Kevin mentioned earlier the chemtrails video to bridge the gap between her and her sisters again that was what it was and it was it was really beautiful i mean that's yeah horrible stuff He's so unique as well, isn't it? It's, it's like when you hit a person like that, yeah. and it really just leaves it—not an imprint, just like fixed with a sister and that, but an imprint for the like the rest of our life. And whoever she comes in contact with will always be affected from you, and that's powerful. And that's how we get the similar types of messages as well. Like from um, we had like a can a person who had cancer as well before, and he reached out to us and. And he was like saying we've inspired him and we've inspired him like look at different types of treatment and stuff like that and it's 
and it's just powerful when you you hear that you're making an impact in someone's life lives to look look outside the box and look at what can really be really be the truth for them what can really help them and i'm glad like we're both on the same team of like really making a difference in people's lives yeah totally i mean and you know, what's 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 weird about youtube and this and you know this way of distributing information or content you never you don't know who it's reaching you don't know you just yeah. put it out there and you see yeah. the view count and whatever okay. the comments but you really don't know how far it's reaching or who is watching it and i was I, I, I found my way totally through synchronicity onto a property in southern Spain recently where they were having an ayahuasca retreat. I wasn't participating in it, but I was there on the property, and a guy at this ayahuasca retreat in southern Spain came up to me and he said, love your work. Oh, cool. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So I got a guy totally by chance recognized me from joy camp while he was ready to do ayahuasca <laughs> in a yurt southern state i mean so random oh it's cool man that is cool so guys i know you touched on this a little like but um how are you guys think about moving joy camp forward like what would you like to do with it in the future well um we've been meeting and talking a lot about this and um basically we're, we're still in the throes of it, so we can't give out a whole lot of information, but what we can tell you is that we, the plan is to be more consistent, like we mentioned earlier. So um, we're currently working on our website. It's kind of under, under construction right now, and we want to make that a place where people can go every day. So we want to um, post the headlines uh, from around the world that we see through, kind of through our eyes, through, the, through a joy camp uh, filter, if you will. And uh, we want to make it a place where people can go to watch all of our videos and a place where they can easily click on the link to a podcast, um, which is something that we're uh, hopefully going to be putting out weekly. Um, and we're also starting, uh, hopefully, before the election season, we want to uh, begin a new show. It's kind of a news show, actually. Oh, cool. Uh, it will come out weekly, once a week. And, uh, and we've, we've got an angle to it. We've got a couple of scripts written for it. And um, it's designed in a way that we can film them easily so that we can produce more of them. Because we're hoping to invade people's screens much more frequently and be a resource that people can actually go to. A, a camp that they can actually maybe not physically go to, but mentally go to um, on a regular basis. So that's kind of the plan for, for Joy Camp coming up here in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, more consistent output and, you know, not not waiting for other anyone to give us opportunities anymore. I mean, we just released the, this, this project called Kill Switch on our channel, which is about 16 minutes long. And I see that as the culmination of our first four years of work. So we made that. It took us about a year to put that whole thing together, or maybe even longer. Yeah. But that was because a guy here in L.A. saw it, saw the potential, or saw a joy camp, saw the potential in joy camp, decided to financially back this pilot that he could then try to pitch to networks for television, and we put all of our focus into it because we thought well, if we can crack the mainstream, that would be amazing. Um, so that's still in limbo. We're still that's still something that can be. It's still a tool for us, but it took so much of our time, so much of our energy, and it was an amazing experience. But for what? You know, ultimately, like are we, are we really trying to sell what we do to someone who's going to then be in control of what we produce? Yeah. So, yeah. like I said, it was like, the, it was like the culmination of the four years of sketch comedy that we were doing, and now we're we're really trying to put all the power into our hands. So we become our own bosses. We create the content when we, you know, 
very consistently. We're constantly, we have a presence on social media. We have a very, uh, a website that's, that has traffic on it. I mean, we are really going to go for it in the next year. And we kind of have the mindset that, you know, everything that we put out, we always try to put of quality. You know, we, we've always taken the approach of quality over quantity. And we're going to hopefully find a good balance here with the both of those. And uh, the idea is that the more that we put out there into the world, hopefully the more sort of return we'll get in order to keep it going, you know, so that we can do this full time. So that's kind of our call to each other and our call to the world right now of, of what there is in store for us. Yeah, that's cool. It was well before you were saying that you're going to put it in your own hands as well. I think as well, that's the beauty of the internet right now because we don't have to put like that proposal forward to our boss and say like, oh, please, can we talk about this? Please, can we do a video about this? I think that's the beauty. It is in our hands and it's in everyone's hands to be able to push their own like own creative medium forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, especially in a place. Well, for us here in LA, I mean, this is this is really a. Uh, this is it's insane. This city is insane. It does it does feel like it's the last, it's like uh, you know, the final stage before Rome collapsed. It's just <laughs> control, and everyone's everyone's waiting around with a lottery ticket. That's why that's what brings people to Los Angeles. They have a lottery ticket. They'll work some job they hate for years and get little bit parts here and there in the hopes that one day they'll win the lottery. And I don't want to participate in that anymore. Yeah. You know, I don't want to have that. I want to just say, you know what? You don't. I don't need a ticket to get to have quote quote success. I'm already successful in life, and I just can maneuver the energy in a way that I don't have to depend on Hollywood for dollars anymore. Yeah, I'll print my own winning ticket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I like that. I know you. I know you guys touched on this a bit before, but is there any like guys who like influenced you? Yeah. Well, uh, other than George Carlin and Bill Hicks, which were huge influences, but. Uh, I mean, as far as senses of humor goes, I mean, Kevin and I, we didn't grow up together, but we both grew up watching The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. And, I, I mean, I, we actually figured out once that as kids, we would wa- I would probably I would probably watch, and you probably the same, I would probably watch an episode of The Simpsons every day of the week. Every day of the week. For years, because they were in syndication <laughs> yeah. by then. Watching okay. a new episode plus episodes that were in syndication. So our senses of humor were really sharpened by that show as children. Yeah, because if you've seen it, you know that that show in its best years was completely built on satire. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a huge comedic inspiration. Um, as far as, like, the truth side of things, I mean, it, it, anybody, anybody, anybody who has had the courage to speak up against the system in some way is an inspiration to us. I mean, before we started the channel... People like David Icke my, and our, our personal favorite, Max Egan, out of Australia. These guys, uh, you know, gave us the, the strength to, to do it ourselves and said, you know, there's nothing to fear. Don't be afraid. There's nothing to fear. Fear is the enemy. And so, you know, guys like that really gave us the, uh, the courage to go, into, go down this road. Yeah, I like that. I, I completely agree. And I think it's before as well when you uh, mentioned um, Bill Hicks, I have to jump all over that because... He's an absolute legend in our eyes, isn't he? Yeah, and uh, I think as well that's what drew us to like one of he was one of our big influences was Bill Hicks. And I think as well the art of comedy and the art of com- comedy done well. It is an art form, and I think for my thinking, what separates him from other people and why he's now a legend and probably remembered by everyone is because he's doing like he's doing it the right way and he's using the art of comedy for like social consciousness. And he he wasn't only just talking about like celebrities and other nonsense, you know what I mean? He was talking about, like, he was even asking people even question reality. 
And I loved as well when he said it when he when he went it's just a ride. Oh yeah. There is a point. Is there a point to all this? Let's find a point. Is there a point to my act? I would say there is. I have to. <laughs> the world is like a ride at an amusement park. And when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. And the ride goes up and down and round and round. It has thrills and chills, and it's very brightly colored, and it's very loud. And it's fun for a while. Some people have been on the ride for a long time, and they begin to question, is this real, or is this just a ride? And other people have remembered, and they come back to us, and they say, hey, don't worry, don't be afraid, ever, because... This is just a ride. And we kill those people. <laughs> Shut him up. We have a lot invested in this ride. Shut him up. Look at my furrows of worry. Look at my big bank account and my family. This has to be real. It's just a ride. But we always kill those good guys who try and tell us that. You ever notice that? And let the demons run amok? But it doesn't matter because... It's just a ride. And we can change it anytime we want. It's only a choice. No effort, no work, no job, no savings of money. A choice right now between fear and love. The eyes of fear want you to put bigger locks on your door, buy guns, close yourself off. The eyes of love instead see all of us as one. Here's what we can do to change the world right now to a better ride. Take all that money we spend on weapons and defense each year and instead spend it feeding, clothing, and educating the poor of the world, which it would many times over, not one human being excluded, and we can explore space together, both inner and outer, forever in peace. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing, man. What a, what a, it's such a shame that we lost him so early, but he, he's a total legend as a result. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like I've learned more from him than almost anybody else, you know, on this planet. Yeah, yeah total ahead of his time. Yeah, I was just—he oh, definitely, and he, he was—he was really rare, and he—he was a—he um, was a comic who made you made everyone think beyond the joke as well, and that's what—that was the beauty of his message as well that he was trying to spread for his work. Yeah, totally. As well, he's—I don't know if you remember, but in his video as well, he talked—he talked about how. Um, that we can change anything at any time. He said, it's, I think he said, it's just a choice. And I think, and that's so true because we can, we, in a way, we can't alter our own reality. We just need to realize that we are this pure sense of real, uh, pure sense of awareness and realize that we can change anything and, and we do have the power of choice. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we do. We are, we are, there, I do believe in free will and we do manifest, our thoughts do manifest what are, what, what's been in our world. You know, we have, yeah. we have the, we have the power to create a beautiful world and a beautiful yeah. life for ourselves. And it all starts yeah. with itself. Yeah, it all starts yeah, with definitely. Itself. I think as well. I, I think as well. Though people, uh, people are really in a way like that's why I think as well why people were resonated by like by you guys and Bill Hicks and people like that who do spread a real message because I think people are craving this more like conscious, um, funny approach to comedy. And I think people just think people think in the minds that they're okay just like consuming this like trivial crap but i think there's something deep within people like wanting something more and wanting like a form of education and wanting a form of truth and and the wanting this in, in more of these different mediums all over the world and people are craving that mm. yeah hopefully yeah it's, it's it certainly seems that way but also i mean like right now this election season going on in uh in america it's i have to really 
stay centered to not feel pretty uh, uh, disappointed in the lack of progress in people because I feel like election seasons really people it's like we have three or four steps ahead and then an election comes around and there's three or four steps backwards because people are so afraid they get so caught up in this left right paradigm they get so afraid of the other side winning they completely like let their fear control them and they lock right back into that system so in a way i do sense and and i don't even sense i know i I know it there is this there is a massive awakening and consciousness happening um while the system is going into lockdown mode and people are really, you know, there's like, it's like a polarization going on almost. Yeah. What one end people are like eager to wake up and, and seek out the information and the, uh, the other end, they're gripping onto everything that they have and have held dear in their entire lives. Yeah. They're finding, harder than ever before. Yeah, they're finding anything they can to hold on to the, hold on to the system, like finding something that's worth saving about it. I mean, people really desperately hang on to anything to try to make sense of, or to justify why this is all okay, you know? Mm. And therein lies the division, and that's what election years bring out, which is uh, very difficult to swallow here in America. Especially in a liberal progressive city like Los Angeles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's the same over here, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it certainly is. Especially with that Brexit thing, like what was going on around uh, fear-mongering all the time. It was just... End of the world, end of the days now. Yep, exactly. Fear, 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 fear. Uh, from both sides, though, that's the thing. That's ridiculous. Oh, uh, yeah. So, guys, here's something I'd like to ask you. Has there ever been, like, any topics that you guys have been scared to touch on? Uh, yes, there, <laughs> yeah, are. there are. Not necessarily <laughs> scared, scared, but we know that if we were to touch on them, we'd have to do it exactly right. Um, because, uh, you know, I... I yeah, I think that, um, yeah, there are two topics that jump to mind, of course. <laughs> One is, mm, let's say, manipulation of the of the events of World War II, and I won't go too deep into, uh, and also uh, HIV AIDS. Uh, yeah, that thing. Alternative ideas. So <laughs> yeah. we haven't touched, today's we haven't touched HIV or World the, War the true II. history of World War II. Yeah. Those are <laughs> yeah. two that we were like, well, I'll have to present them in a way that would be really funny and inoffensive, but I think it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> and ironically enough, um, even though that 9-11 was the awakening point for Benny and myself, I mean, we were always curious kids, I think. We've, we both discussed um, getting older and looking back, but 9-11 was really the, uh, the, the window that blew wide open for us, and we have really yet to do an actual video dedicated to just the the idea of 9-11 being an inside job. We've yeah. really yet to do that. Yeah, we've never, <laughs> yeah. We don't have a 9-11 video, even though yeah. 9-11 is like huh, <laughs> such, a, such a linchpin. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting because I'll not, obviously I'm not going to go deep into it, but when you, when you said um, World War II there, it's actually something that me and Chris have both, I'm not, I knew exactly what you were going to say and I know exactly what direction you're talking about. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to go into it, but me and Chris, it's, fun, it's very funny because over the last couple of weeks, me and Chris have been having the same conversation what I know he's exactly talking about. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is, it's a really interesting spin. I would, I would love for you to do that. I would absolutely love it. Well, look at the proof. I mean, yeah. the, the, it's proof in the way we're talking about it that we yeah. are not allowed to talk about it. Yeah. We're afraid to talk about these things. It's programmed into us to not question certain things. And if we do, we yeah. get attacked. This is all programming. Right. right. And, and, and the thing that you're not allowed to, to talk about 
is probably the thing you should be talking about exactly. the most. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm. It, it's really interesting that you guys are having the same conversation. We're also having the co- same conversation. And also, listeners are also going to be having the same thoughts in their mind as well. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, looking, knowing, digging deeper into the events of World War II is really critical to understanding what's going on right now and how the manipulation works and why the control grid is set up the way it is and why certain powers are in power. It's, oh, too, that, too. That's so critical. That understanding... The truth, or at least getting a more broad perspective on what happened in World War II, is essential to understanding what is happening right now. Yeah, and I think yeah. the more that we understand it, because uh, I still feel kind of a, like a novice in the whole situation, which is why I don't speak about it more, to be honest. I, I, I need to learn more about that um, and continue to learn from it. But it, like Benny said, it, it does need to be talked about. And if there's one thing that's for certain, it's that history is written by the winners, so yeah. you can't trust the history books that they teach you in school. And when you look back on your school education, you think, dang, man, they really they really ran that down our throats in yeah, school, really, didn't they? They really did, they really did a number on us. I, was, I barely graduated high school. So, I mean, <laughs> I think part, uh-huh. my, part of my brain was protecting me my whole life. I hated school from too, the entire time so I was in. Much. I never did homework. I got bad grades. I was always, teachers always had to tell my parents, like, yeah, Benny's he's smart, but he just doesn't want to do anything <laughs> i can attribute that i think to my just <laughs> my like immune to bullshit yeah before as well you were talking about the past as well i think i think to even to move forward we need to know our real past and that, that's a big stage as well but i was i was wondering like I would, um, what would you guys like to see come out with the future of like what you guys are doing like what message would you like to keep pushing forward um message to keep pushing forward to, to uh i think Personal empowerment is a really important one. Embodiment, um, realizing that pushing the message off that you, the individual, are the cure. It's you. It's not waiting for some superhero, waiting for some leader to emerge to pull us all out of the darkness. You have to lead yourself out of the darkness. It's up to you. It's up to the individual. Uh, that's a really important message. That, that changed my life, that idea. When the rabbit hole led me back to myself, it was a game changer. I mean, it was a huge revelation. So be your own leader, you know, take action, stand up for yourself, you know, do something, but don't wait for someone else to do it for you. Yeah, and in my experience, the best way to do it is to find what you're good at and do it that way, Uh, however that might be, artistically, uh, intellectually, however it might be, just whatever you're good at will be a good outlet for you to pursue this, and by doing it more or you'll start connecting with people um, who are like you. And um, my biggest thing is, especially now in this election season, is the division of people is so strong. Um, and we can't fight with each other. We just can't do that. We're never going to get anywhere. That's what they want. You know, you know, United we fall, divided we – or united we stand, divided we fall. And right now it's divided, and that's why they're conquering. So once people can start to come together and put aside their differences and build community – you know, common unity around the people around them, I think we'll start to see some more change. Yeah, and and also, furthermore, I'd like to add that uh, it's not your job to wake everybody up. That's something I'm, I've really learned in the last few years. It's not my job to wake everyone up. Some people really are incapable of waking up, and it's not, it's not going to happen for them. It doesn't mean they're not good people, and they can be swayed in another direction towards, you know, away from the cliff, let's say, but I cannot be the one who 
you know, I can shake them and talk to them and try to break through with some sort of information, but not everyone's ready. Not everyone can do it. So if you have someone in your life, people in your life that you really wish would wake up, you know, it's not, it's not your job to make sure that it happens. And it's, you know, don't, don't waste, put your energy towards something that really will, that where it needs it rather than something that's just going to drain your energy and make you feel frustrated. Exactly. If you start to change your own life for the better, you'll change those around you. Change yourself and you change all. So that's kind of the big message, I think. Too true. I like that. Good advice. I was wondering, like, if you guys, this is a bit of a different question, but if, if you guys could, like, change one thing about, like, the entertainment industry, what would you just do? Oh, man. Everything. <laughs> just one thing, guys. <laughs> yeah, we, we only get one. That's it. <laughs> you can have as many as you want. <laughs> one thing about the entertainment industry. Um, gosh, I mean, it almost ties into the World War II stuff that I can't talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah. One one thing. I didn't think, I didn't think about that because it's that. That, that's such a the, the Hollywood is such is such a, an arm for the for the global conditioning. I mean, it's the propaganda machine. Right. So it's essential to keeping people asleep. So one thing to change that would that would really like ripple effect and change everything is really difficult. It's, um, yeah, it's kind of like a complete overhaul on the entire system. It's it's run uh, like a like. I'd a, say, here's here's one. I would say no more Holocaust movies. Here, <laughs> yeah. let's just start. No more. <laughs> Sorry, Liam Neeson. <laughs> no more. Uh, we're done. We've we have enough. We've heard the story enough. We've heard it from enough perspectives. Now we've heard we've heard Hollywood's version of the Holocaust enough. We don't need it. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. No, no more pro-war so movies for that matter. Yeah, I'll start there. I'll start saying say no more Holocaust movies. Yeah. No thanks. And, we're done. And you we know what? Enough. Here's another one. No more pedophilia in the, in the entertainment industry. How about that? Oh, yeah, How about that for one? No more, oh, yeah. uh, no more creepy rich producers molesting little children that they put in their movies. How, yeah. how about that for one? That's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Like something I I like to change, like guys, is like like how this co- how comedy is like resonate with some of, like the idea of like idiocracy and like the main characters in comedy are like people who are like fat, lazy, no yeah. drive and ambition. Like yeah. it's like they're showing like it's the normal for a man to like behave this way. Like makes you ask the question like where's the real man gone? Like why is this acceptable in comedy and in life? Like. Why is there too many Peter Griffins and Homer Simpsons instead of Martin Luther Kings and JFK? Like people who stood up for things and have a courage and belief. Yeah, well, those people who stand up for things now are uh, are called crazy conspiracy theorists. Yeah, you know they're not yeah. they're not a part of the mainstream. I have really little uh, patience for comedy that's like what you just described. That's uh, other than the Simpsons. Uh, yeah, yeah, other than Homer Simpson, I think yeah. he's a genius in his yes. own right but <laughs> in, in his own stupidity he, he has a quote that uh, me and benny say probably almost every day of the week which is everybody's stupid except for me <laughs> um, <laughs> but i i almost have no tolerance for it really it's or patience for it really anymore these days if if i'm watching uh, a comedy movie um unless it's really funny uh, or a comedian doing stand-up comedy that doesn't have some type of insight built into their routine um or the movie it's almost like I, it, it's just cotton candy to me. It might taste good for a second, and then I'll totally forget about it, you know, an hour yeah. later. So I, I really seek out comedy or any form of entertainment that has um, something to be gained and thought about after. So th- there's another one to add to the list of the entertainment <laughs> industry. There has to be thought put into the things yeah, that they do. That, that would eliminate about 98% of <laughs> yeah, exactly. all, all production. <laughs> 
Yeah, there'll be like nothing on TV anymore, exactly. just like static. Dry it right up. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong, every now and then if I really need to check out, I can watch a stupid movie for an hour and a half and check out, and then I'll come right back in an hour and a half later, so maybe there's a place for that stuff. I actually forgot the question at this point, I forgot where you asked. <laughs> <laughs> But um, as well, I think when when Chris said before as well, he was talking about um, why there's why is there no Martin Luther Kings and things like that. I think, yeah, I think it's big. They like, kill him. That's why they kill him. Yeah, I was just I was just about to say that. That's exactly what uh, Bill Hicks said. He said because they kill them, didn't they? That's what he said. Yeah, yeah. And in, in the mainstream, so true. In the mainstream tries to pump. The mainstream produces such a manufactured, one-sided way of looking at the world. You know, it mainstream still makes America seem like the hero. So we have these American hero stories. There's this, this uh, you know, as if as if there is something really noble about the American cause. And as long as that's happening, then those people who stand up against the system are never going to make it and are never going to be popular in the ma- on the mainstream outlets. <laughs> Here's another one. No more superhero movies. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh, I love your superhero film. <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, um, do you think like do you guys think like comedy on the mainstream is gonna like really change from the idea of like idiocy, like Peter Griffin, Homer Simpson's King of Queens, like to actual scenarios which like could promote like a better human? I suppose. I mean, it's possible. There are enough smart, creative people out there. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's a uh, the business is the business is yeah. a strange thing. I mean. I think that anybody who reaches a certain level of success on television is compromised. They are, are strongly encouraged not to speak about certain things or to go down or explore certain ideas because they know that their careers will be over if they do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think there's, there can be intelligent comedy um, on television, but it's, it, it is definitely compromised. And that's why I think George Carlin is one of our biggest inspirations because that dude is able to do it for 50 years and uh, still get out that message, especially the older he got. The message got stronger, you know. So we always remind ourselves, man, if if he could figure out a way to maneuver the system to be able to inspire and educate all those people through his comedy, then um, then maybe there's a chance for us, you know. (laughs) Yeah, too too true. Especially when it, at the time as well, there wasn't as much access as we have now to the things that we've got access to as well. Which I think that's really good what he actually did. Yeah. I was wondering, guys, like um, from like all your like um, Joy-Con videos, I was wondering like which which video would you give to the entire world if you had to just give one? That's a really great question. One video. Okay, let's think about this for a second. I don't want to give. I don't want to need your response. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, man. I mean, honestly, the I'm Good video resonated with a lot of people. Yeah, that, that one's a good one to break. That, that one, because it doesn't have any sort of real, like, cons- you know, conspiracy slant or anything. That's a good one to reach the masses. I think Spare Change, our short film, yeah. also has a real resonance to it that people can relate to, hopefully. Um, showing juxtaposition between two worlds and really uh, simple, profound themes. Um, and an easy answer is... Are, is kill switch are, are uh, because it's 16 minutes and it's packed full of so much information. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, yeah. So that one would be a, a really good one for people to just sit back and watch. Honestly, like what what I love to tell people is if they haven't seen our stuff or if any of your listeners haven't watched any of our videos, um, just go over to our YouTube channel, just type in Joy Camp, you'll find it, and we have like I don't even know at this point 80 videos or something on there, and uh, just click on the videos tab and just scroll through them and see what title catches your eye and. Uh, 
Uh, if you like one, hopefully you can just start binge watching and watch a bunch of them. Um, I know it's a little bit of a cop out to your, to no, your I, question I think, there. I think we said three though. And I think the three that we yeah. said are good: the good I'm Good video, yeah. Spare Change, and Kill Switch. If you really want to, yeah, those those ones are very accessible to the masses or for the masses, and I would say top of my list for ones that I would want people to see. Right. Yeah. When you said 80 videos, I think it's actually, we're just, we're just on now, we're looking now, and it's actually more like 40, because they've took down 40 now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've just took down 40 more. <laughs> yeah, well, right now, it's took down 40 more, yeah, well, by the time we sign on, there'll be none left. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like that. Um, I don't, this this uh, question I'm going to ask you, it might sort of like coincide with the question above I've just asked you, but like... What do you think is like the most uh, important like topic you guys have covered in like your videos to raise like someone's awareness? Mm. Good question too. That's a really great question. What topic? Um, let's see. Gosh, <laughs> I mean, they're all a lot of them are equally important. Um, well, I mean, I think we. There's certain subjects that we've covered in videos that we I think we really sum up the whole picture very well, uh, completely in our in our uh, with the with the three minute video. I mean I think like with our TSA video we have we we get the T, we cover the TSA so thoroughly in less than two minutes. Yeah, that was a cool video. You know we, we just it's like there you go. What else can what else needs to be said about the TSA? Or the same thing with the iPhone. I mean we are able we. We were like, here it is. Here's all the information you, you don't you know, you know or maybe you don't know that's important about this iPhone and what it really represents and what it really is being used for. So, uh, but as far as the subject goes that we cover, gosh. I know I'm I'm biased to the 9/11 thing because that's what we that's what woke us up and woke up so many people. I think there's there's one that I would there's one we called the Lizards of Waverly Place, mm, yeah, which is about infighting. Yeah. Amongst people who are already aware, I think that's a really important one. I mean, people really, that one really resonates with people too because we, yeah. the two of us and our friend Tony, represent people who are awake, but then bickering over small small things, and then ultimately getting divided. And I think that's a really important message for people out there, particularly who are already awake, who are in this sort of truth movement, to remind us, like, hey, we're on the same theory, same team here, guys. You know, one of us, like in the video, one of us may not like Russell Crowe, and the other one. May love Russell Crowe, but doesn't ultimately Russell Crowe. Russell, <laughs> Russell, Russell Brand, Russell Brand, Russell Brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Russell Brand. They look similar. Yeah, right. They look just alike. <laughs> uh, but but it doesn't uh, doesn't matter. I mean, we're going for the same. But yeah, the Lizards of Waverly Place because that that one is um a, a sort of a page right out of the Twilight Zone, and the infighting in that video results in seeing the people that are controlling things and how they don't even have to do anything. All they have to do is just, you know, turn off the lights in the case of the Twilight Zone. Um, or in our case, they just have to sit back and watch while people destroy themselves. And that's yeah, by, exactly by, what's happening. By bickering over the finer points when we all need to be united against the common cause. Yeah, exactly. If, pe if the people fighting with each other on our level could only understand and take that energy and apply it to the system that is controlling them, then the system that is controlling them would be shaking in their boots. You know what I mean? So, oh, man, that's the most frustrating thing of all is just, it's so obvious. Just look and see it. Stop fighting with each other. You're in the same sinking ship. Just stop. So that video, is, I think, kind of sums that up pretty well. Yeah, yeah, that is definitely right. It's like a lot of this, like, um, 
uh, you actually touched on it as well in one of your videos, a flat earth one, and I thought that really just like hit the nail on the head. It's like, why are people arguing whether Earth's flat or round? Why can it not be both? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, another thing I was just... Oh, sorry? So go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm saying it's, a, it's an interesting idea. and Boy, I know that we both of us definitely looked into it a lot, but it's a dead end, ultimately. You know, it's a, it's a distraction. We have to stay focused. And it's just a, it's a branch on the tree, and it doesn't address the root. Oh, it's man, just, we're going to catch hell for saying that, though, because those flat earthers are, are so adamant. It, they are, but, you know, I mean, it's... it's uh, uh, it is an interesting subject, and it's not like we're both disregarding it, but what we're saying is it's caused a lot of damage. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially to the, in a lot of division to the community, especially the truth community, because it's got all of them bickering about is the, the, sh- the shape of the planet instead of what's happening on the planet. And to me, that's why we need to focus on what's happening on the planet and how to fix that. And then the shape of the planet will address itself once that's fixed. So yeah. maybe it's just an order, you know, an order of preference here for me. But. Yeah. Yeah, too true. I mean, everyone's talking about it being flattened around. Maybe it's uh, something else. <laughs> you never know. True. <laughs> could be, could be a virtual reality. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, if we, if we, if we get our power back, if we get the you know psychopaths out of out of control, um, all those secrets will be revealed. I think. Yeah. You know, if we unite against that common cause. Uh, Everything will be revealed. I think following on from that as well, guys, it's like um, something else I'd love to ask you is if you could ask only one question, what question would you ask if you knew you were going to find out the truth? Just in general, like what what question about <laughs> reality, life, history, anything? Everything. Whoa. Anything. Man, that's a... That, that, <laughs> put us on the spot with a question like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put the spotlight uh, on. Um, one question. Oh my god! <laughs> this, this is your time to find out the truth. <laughs> and, okay. Uh, While the, the clock is ticking, I gotta. Yeah, my. Uh, I don't know. My question would be: Can I, I? I would say I have so many questions. Can I ask them all? That's a good little spin. <laughs> I laugh and said back no. <laughs> I have more questions. Yeah. May I ask? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Something about. Well, let me see if I can formulate this into a question. Um, I'm constantly wondering whether, whether or to what extent this is all worth saving. Um. Because I sometimes get, I sometimes see it and I think we are in a sinking ship and it just has to sink. Uh, so as far as that as a question or something about in that regard, something like, will humanity wake up in time, wake up before uh, it's too late, before a lot of people are lost? Um does there have to be collapse in order for there to be real change? Here, how about that? Is collapse necessary for the, you know, for a sort of golden age to emerge? Yeah, the top, I like that. Off my head. I can probably think of a better question if I really sat down and thought about it, but that, <laughs> that's something that's coming to mind right now. Yeah, that was a, that was a really that was a really good spin. That was, that was a beautiful question, actually. And it's like I loved it when you said like, "Is things all worth saving?" Because Immediately, what came to my mind is like, yes, because there's so much beauty and love out here that 
we, we, the four of us could never let her see that go. And even in our deep, even when we had the worst day possible, we could just, we could just see a beautiful smile on someone's face, and it could just change. It could just change the entire day. And that's, that's what, just the love that we all have in this universe. Like, just to see that without a fight, that, that would be unreal. It'd be, un, it'd be. Yeah, like, exactly. Was, uh, mm. exactly, and that's why we keep doing it because it is the most powerful thing in the world. Like you said, just make a smile. Too true. I think. I think as well. If you think about it as well, there's. You guys touched on this a bit before as well, but just to bring this podcast to end, but there's like there is so many people I think as well asking for change, and um, people are looking all over the world, like you said before, for someone else to do it. But I, I, I really think it is. It's like up, it's it's up to like it's up to all of us to like use our own. Um, personal creativity to get that across and I think when we do that and we find our way like you said before as well like um, the best thing we can do is find the best thing that we're best at and use that and I think when we do do that we'll plant a seed that'll grow like a it'll grow a whole field and it'll grow a planet and everyone else will expand and come on the journey together and I think that's the beauty and it's up to everyone to create their own use their own personal creativity that'll plant a seed and it'll create a domino effect yeah and I would I would encourage anyone, you know, if there, if there is by chance someone out there listening to this who's like, yes, I want to contribute. I don't know how. I'm afraid to do something. I'm afraid, whatever. I would say, or I would, I would just based on personal experience, once you step into that flow, once you allow yourself to liberate from the system and really step into your own truth, the whole world opens up. I live a really amazing life. I'm not successful necessarily by definition, by what American standards tell me. I'm not a millionaire. Uh, but I'm really successful in life, and I have amazing life experiences. And it all really kicked in once I stepped into this path of truth. Once I was honest with myself, I let the fear go and really accepted my, my, my position in this, the whole world opened up to me. So that would be something I would implore on people who, uh, who maybe are waffling and wondering what to do and just say, take a leap, you know, adjust along the way, but take the leap and your life will be much improved. And just to add one little bit of advice to that is if you can do it with somebody, it's going to make it a lot easier because for some reason, you know, we're, we're drawn to people in our lives and we like forming partnerships in this life. And if you can travel down that rabbit hole with somebody else, like Benny and I have been doing for years, that way you always have someone to talk to. So you feel sane <laughs> that's a good thing. And it really, you know, you can do it on your own, but you got someone on your side with you. Um, it's going to make that journey a lot, uh, a lot smoother, I think. Yeah. And so if you want to, you can also connect to us if you want, if anyone out there wants to connect with Kevin or me, we're very, very easy to find. Uh, if someone out there feels really alone, you can reach out to one of us if you want. And, uh, We'll, we'll, we'll write back. We'll cut right back to everybody. Yeah, we're on Facebook and Twitter and Joy Camp. YouTube. Or, sorry, Facebook and uh, everything is the Joy Camp because Joy Camp is taken everywhere. <laughs> so yeah. everything is the Joy Camp if you're looking for us. But you'll find us. You'll see us. Yeah, oh, sweet guys. Cool. I was just about to see as well, like where could people find you and what you're currently working on. But like, you've just answered me question, guys. Thanks. <laughs> and well, just we've got to, to be specific about it, it is YouTube.com/slash/JoyCamp. The, the Joy Camp. <laughs> no, it's not even necessary. Oh, it's not necessary. No, well, yeah. YouTube.com slash joycamp or thejoycamp.com, facebook.com slash thejoycamp. We have it on Twitter. I mean, we're out there. We have an e- email address. Uh, we're very easy to get a hold of. Yeah. Cool. And I'll just like to see if... Uh, you want to share this with people? 
Yeah, oh, cool. I'd just like to say um, thank you so much for joining us and it's been such a great episode and I, just, I really just hope that you guys as well keep going and like keep pushing forward and changing your own unique way because I, I think it's brilliant what you're doing and keep making truth funny and making the truth cool as well because I love, I love it. Thank oh, you. So. Thanks, thanks guys. Hey, much love. Yeah, appreciate it guys. Back at you. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, thank brothers. And I was like, I'm not gay. I just like musical theater. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, PBR, man, really underrated. It's really good. I've already had six of them tonight, and they oh. just get better. It's great beer, but you know what? It's no bud. I mean, I'm a Coors Light guy myself. Silver bullet. Watch out. You don't have a blue ribbon. It's not just Pabst. It's Pabst Blue Ribbon. I'm a silver bullet. Whoa, I'm a king. So, mm. um, your beer is a king. It's the king of beers. Yeah, yeah but if you drink the beer, then it makes you the king. Beer's a GMO. It's genetically modified. That's why they don't have to list their ingredients on the label. <clears throat> uh, hey, Winston, uh, do you have any sixes? High fructose corn syrup, MSG, fish bladder is in beer. You're drinking fish bladder. Any sixes at all? Uh, yeah. yep. Antifreeze, formaldehyde, ammonia. You guys are drinking ammonia? Uh, hey, Prescott, uh, do you have any... Um, chewing gum. Fours. Do you have any fours? Chewing gum has sheep secretions in it. That's secretions from sheep. Fitting, I'd say. Mm. Well, do, do, you guys, do you guys know what makes vanilla taste like vanilla? I'm gonna just go with vanilla bean. Beaver anal gland juice. Beaver anal gland juice. Yeah, but that doesn't sound so bad. I no, mean, I've, I've had some beaver, anal juice. Yeah, look at eugenics, you guys. Don't you see? They're trying to wipe us out. Man, the water's poison, the air is poison, and the food is poison. We are cogs in a system, man, slaves to the machine, and nobody cares. Nobody seems to give a shit. Okay, cool. Good story. Um, you can either, you know, bitch about it, or you can do something. Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? It's America. Love it or leave it. Honestly, uh, I'd say leave? love it. I would say love it, too. Yeah. Like, if you don't, if you hate it so much, why don't you just leave? Yeah, yeah or do something. Before. I'm gonna tell you one thing. These colors don't run, and I'm not running anywhere. That's United right. United we stand, okay? Hey, man. This bud's for you. Uh, you know what? Go fish. Sheep. Well, uh, mm. Cheers to um, loving this country and knowing that full faith will lead us to be the number ones. To Christ. To Christ! Right, baby. Jesus Christ. Is he telling the truth or is he telling a lie? He's the conspiracy guy. Thanks, guys, for taking time out your day to boost your consciousness. But, guys, we really need your help. If you're loving the podcast, please pop over and leave us a review and tell us what you think. And also, don't forget to head over to our website at ascendbodymind.com and check out our amazing gallery of other great episodes. Thank you and have a great day and join us next week in the next episode. Peace 